Slag Guy. Hello and welcome to Slag Guy Podcast with me, Dave Elliott. Hope everybody is having a great week. I hope everybody is feeling good and are excited about, I mean, it's, the podcast comes out on a Thursday, so I hope you are excited about the weekend and other stuff that, that's good in your life because I am feeling especially grateful um, to be here today. And I think you guys as listeners um, should also be grateful that I'm here because I nearly died this week. And by nearly died, I mean actually nearly died. Now, I know the first thought you might come into your mind is mm, maybe diabetes, heart attack, stroke. No. Uh, a death that would it would be a chapter in Final Destination, let's just say. It was like one of those moments where you think to yourself, this is the way I'm going to die, and this is terrible. And this is an awful way to die that whenever my family and friends see about what happened or learn about how I was found, horrendous. Ben, producer of the show, would you like to guess what happened to me, how you think maybe I might have died this week? I mean, that's random. Now, you know as producer of the podcast and, and friend that I don't go into the sea here because, hey, it's fucking March. You shouldn't be in the waters of Northern Ireland, whether you're a sea swimmer or not. You should not be there. So I wasn't in the water. You're wrong. I'll tell you where, what it was. I was near water. How I nearly died this week was I nearly fell off the toilet. Now... You're probably thinking to yourself, how did you nearly die from falling off the toilet? Well, this is why I'm here to explain this to you. What happened to me, right? I was I was doing, doing my business. You know how it goes sometimes as a human, you eat. And then the body, what it does is like takes nutrients, vitamins, you know, minerals off the food that you eat. It makes, you know, it, 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 your body needs food to survive. Don't know if you knew that, Ben. Don't know if you knew that, listeners. But... That's how science works. And then eventually what happens is whenever there's leftovers that the body doesn't need, you have to excrete that via way of poo. So what I was doing, I was basically, I was doing a shit, all right? I was on the toilet doing a shit. Now, as an old dad guy, that's kind of a hobby of mine. You know, I don't have many things that I enjoy in my life anymore. Going to the toilet for a poo is up there. You know, Ben, what would you say your hobbies are in life? Would you have many? What would would they be? Um, Warhammer. Um, no, um, I like I like to brew my own beer. You like to brew your own beer? Nice, nice. Um, anything else? Um, I have to agree with. Yeah, pooing. Now again, a lot of people would say that's not a hobby. You can't classify that as a hobby. Whenever, like, can you look up over there what what ho- what the definition of a hobby is? Because for me, that's that's something I look forward to do. It's my recreation. You know, my a hobby is it's just something I enjoy doing. What was the definition over there? An activity done regularly and one's leisure time or for pleasure. An activity done, say it again, sorry, an activity done regularly and one's leisure for pleasure. I mean, that's that's like a 50 cent line, done on one's leisure for pleasure. I mean, I would get that. Now, I do it in my own time, certainly. I don't. I certainly don't be like, listen, I know you're in the middle of a conversation with me here, but I'm going for shit. You know, I do it whenever it suits. You know, I do it in my own time. Um, in my own leisure, and listen, there is not much more pleasure you get than doing a poop poop. 
Am I right? So, um, I was doing that. That was fine. Now, as it is, is it, that sort of seldom time. It's the time I get away from children. My children, not just children. Yeah, so I, I'm in there. I don't have to look after my kids for, I mean, I say, I, I say five minutes. That's very, um, very um, generous. I would say probably minimum 15 to 20 minutes. I like to sit on the throne as, a, as the king of my domain. So I'm sitting there probably by this stage about, I think it's, it must be 12 minutes I'm on the pot here. I'm sitting, I'm playing a game on my phone, playing like a little flick football game. It's like a game where you just, you know, you, a lot of fun. Things called, I don't know, world soccer star. Who, who knows one of those names. So I'm there, I'm playing this game on my phone. I'm doing my poo. Then I realise... The well's dry. And by the well's dry, I have no more poo to do. I'm done. To be fair, I probably didn't have, have any more poo to do after about seven minutes. And then the following five minutes were just hobby time, leisure, sitting, playing the game. So when I'm sitting there, that's fine. I decide I'm going to wipe. <laughs> because, hey, I'm, I'm house trained. All right, so when I decide I'm going to wipe, I wipe, I wipe from the front. You know, a lot of people wipe from the back, but I wipe from the front because when I was younger, I had a couple of things happen to me in the toilet. They say a lot of things that happen as an adult. You, they're affected by your childhood. Now, what happened to me was I nipped my willy on a toilet seat and I scraped my arm on the toilet seat, wiping from the back. So now I just get a big white stance, go around the front and do the clean. So this particular time is fine. I go to go around the front to do the clean, but obviously you can't just, just delve in there. You need to get up a bit. So I got up almost like into scrummaging position to do so but what I hadn't realised is in those 12 minutes of me sitting in the toilet I had just completely given myself pins and needles and two dead legs so when I got up I hadn't realised I had no control so I just got up like this and just kept going right over both my head like this so I nearly went right down spiked my neck into the ground that would have been a broken neck dead but thankfully, I had the presence of mind to get both my hands out and land on the wall to stop me from falling, spike into the ground. But I was very shaken after the incident. I was very shaken of nearly dying in the toilet. Because then I thought about it. What a horrible way to be found. You know, if I went if I went up like this and down and someone opened the toilet, they'd just basically see my head buried in the ground with my full butt-naked shitty arse up in the air. Who knows what would have happened there? There would have been lots of speculation. Anything could have happened. And if, if your family finds you like that, although they're sad you've died, they'll be like, oh, what's he been at? You know, why? why is, what sort of weird fetish is he into that invo involves him breaking his own... Maybe I'm like an extreme David Carradine mixed with an Elvis. You know, maybe I'm a guy that just has ultimate pleasure by scat and asphyxiation you know neck problems and, and scat but no it's just a guy who spent too long in the bog and nearly died but thankfully I have um, survived I'm shaking I, I don't poo the same way anymore I now I now do what I call the zumo squat and I just open my legs really wide either side of the toilet like so and just stand so yes my, my pain is difficult in that stance but at least I'll not die at least I will not die on the toilet. Now, you might find this weird, Ben. Um, listeners might find this weird. I've just crushed my testicles between my legs. Everyone stood up. Oh, and also showed that I'm wearing really, really bad tracks and bottoms. Well, don't worry about that. Um, apparently, a lot of people do die when they're on the, bo the bog. Did you know that? That's a fact. Apparently, the reason why you die on the bog is because when your body's getting ready to die, it says, listen, you're about to die here. Shit. You don't want to just burst full of shit so that's the thing Ben have you got some facts up there for us 
10,000 people die in the toilet each year thanks to winter hazards. The trees have been bare for some time while people are already getting longer. The Oh, wow. Winter's... What are you giggling? Did you find this funny death funny to you, Benjamin? Yeah, so winter's here and it's the right time to make ourselves wonderfully cosy in room four walls. But while most of us in these parts can enjoy a heated apartment in Japan, many people have to make do without a heated bathroom. Sounds harmless, but can be fatal. Anyone thinking this is a few isolated cases would be wrong. According, it's, it's is it just in Tokyo ten thousand people die? Seems like it. Jesus, Japan, get some get some rain, get some air blowers in the bogs. People just dying left, right, and center. And um, this is because in Japan, central heating is not particularly widespread as per insulation. So basically, people are just having heart failure. Um, because I love I love this. In some cases, um, the cold leads to leads to extreme temperature differences between individual rooms. As a consequence, there's rapid rises in pulse and blood pressure, which drastically increases the risk of a heart attack. So just on the bog, like, you'd think Japan would be at, at the forefront of, of toilet technology there, the, the guys that have, like, those wee electric toilet seats. That, like, I mean, what I th- used to think it was, I used to think that in, in Japan, they had little toilets whereby, like, there was, like, technology that squirted water up your bum and like wiped it and all have you seen these toilets Ben these like technology toilets what I later found out it's actually a fella just <laughs> gets underneath there's like a wee portal and he kind of like slides under like he's sliding you know you know, like a mechanical doing a wee trolley he'll just slide underneath but when you're sitting down you look down you're told it's these te- this technology but then you get down and then once you sit down it's just a wee Japanese man just slides under your arse and he's there with like a wee water pistol and he just water pistols your arsehole he takes a bit of wet cotton wool does your does your anus and then a wee wet wipe and just goes round and then obviously you can't flush a wet wipe so he just takes it back with him and puts it in his tool belt and on he goes but apparently in a lot of Japanese places they just don't have the right heat so what they're trying to say is there's actually a page here for the Japanese people saying how not to die taking a shit number one get a fan heater in the bog lots of places have fan heaters which wouldn't be nice for smell may I add have curtains I mean I don't I don't know what that is. They're like, listen, maybe what the Japanese are doing. They're a very, um, they're a very polite nation. The Japanese, with with my little knowledge of them, I do know this. So what they do is like, if, if you're going to die in the toilet, close the curtains, people don't see that. Uh, obviously, that's my Welsh impersonation. Um, so you need curtains there, and oh whoa, you should take care to have a healthy diet with high fibre to prevent constipation, because apparently the pushing can cause a heart attack. Wow, that's pretty amazing. I didn't know that. Just goes to show you lots of people in Japan dying. So there you have it, you know. I'm not the only one. I just thought that that was something that, you know, was a one-off freak accident. That was like, I was going to say God, but I don't know if God stars in Final Destination. But I think it was one of those things that I just thought I was I was hitting hitting my last my last breath by just falling, spike pile drive, broken neck, into the tiles, dead. And as well, I, was, I did my particular poo in my dictator bathroom as well with the, uh, like the the various dictator paraphernalia too. So people would have been like, oh, the guy's died doing some weird sex thing in a room full of dictators with a bust of Stalin. You know, it's a problem. You know, people be definitely cancelling me after my death, which would be very, very sly all in all. And another thing, speaking of, of strange cases, pins and needles. Have you ever experienced pins and needles, Ben? Yeah. What that is, is I think what happens is if you sit in the toilet too long, a little Japanese man <laughs> slides out from in the wall and sticks little pins and needles in your... That's a lie. I think what happens is you sit too long with certain pressure on your, like, whatever your area is. I don't think, like, like whether your legs or your arms, the blood 
and the circulation doesn't like hit all the wee nerves and all so you just get wee, like the feeling of like tingles and pins and needles in your leg my wife she's a nurse i've said to her before like one time recently i was feeding the baby before bed just sitting giving her a wee bottle and I'm one leg crossed and one leg down very like it was you know a, a a posh lady riding a horse you know just legs over the side feeding the baby and when i got up to put her in the cot i just nearly went over because of pins and needles in one leg and couldn't feel my ankles and my wife who's a nurse, said that, like, there are so many cases of, like, broken legs, broken ankles, all from pins and needles. So there you have it. We need to maybe start a movement, a protest, to to raise awareness of the dangers of pins and needles. Now, people are probably going to go, Dave, you should shit for less time, and I'm going to say, listen, physical health is important. Bond's health is important as well. Mental health is important. So if you're looking after your mental health, you need to do your hobbies, so therefore I need to spend time playing flick football on the bog. All right, but there you have it, nearly died. So guys, that's a long introduction, but here, we're going to enjoy the podcast this week because, you know, going forward, I mightn't be here because I'm definitely going to keep shitting, you know, for a long time because it's just what I'm all about. You know, I am that kind of guy. I'm the guy that enjoys to to have hobbies, to have some, some fun about his life because I'm an old married dad guy now and I don't know if, if you're the same Ben do you find like your your general appreciation and enjoyment of life has diminished greatly since you've had kids yeah it's okay I agree it's it's yeah, it's definitely a tough time and what I like is whenever as a parent I chat to other dads or or other mums out there that that would say yeah you know it's tough there are moments that you go Ugh, it is you know it makes you feel like oh thank god I'm not the one that's just, I just, I'm just shit at it. You know, other people are like, no, it's tough. That gives you some sort of comfort. Like, do you find that too? That if you were like complaining about maybe looking after the kids or something or that they're not sleeping or they're doing something, if you know other people are going through it, it's almost like, oh, thank God for that. It's not just me. So I I thought, you know, I think I've got a bit of a routine. I think the kids are fine. But I read an article I saw online about Hollywood actor Orlando Bloom and his routine with his kids and um I was completely startled initially I thought it was written by Steve Coogan for Alan Partridge but then you know I was gonna say getting to know Orlando but whenever you sort of read through it you're like the guy's not even joking he is sincere so um I just want to read you through this article it's called a day in the life of and it's Orlando Bloom okay and this is quote Orlando wakes up at around 6 30 now, first thing you do when you wake up in the morning, Ben, what would you say? The very first thing you do when your eyes open in the morning, what do you do? Look at your phone. You know what I do when my eyes open in the morning? They open for a second. I realise I've survived the night. I close my eyes again and I go, for fuck's sake. And then I exasperate. I go, ugh. And usually I start my day. Now, usually, right, so that's how I start my day. Orlando wakes up about 630 he has a smart ring sleep tracker and the first thing he does is look at the app to see if he's at a good sleep and check my readiness for the day. Now that, that phrase in and of itself, check the readiness for the day. So he looks at his app to be like, listen, am I ready for this day? I don't know what he does if the answer is no. Does he go back to sleep? Does he be like, I'm not ready for this day? It reminds me of, of a bit in Love Island. In the morning, if someone likes you, they want to have a cuddle in bed with you in the morning. I know, and I also want to be the person that gets up and makes everyone a coffee so everyone's ready for the morning. 
when Curtis had said to Amy when he's breaking her up, she was like, "Listen, you don't show me aff- like you don't show me affection." This is the scene I reenacted. She was like, "I don't know, I don't know if she's being nasty or not, but there's always this face she made. You don't show me affection." And he was like, "I know, but I, I do like you, but you know, it's just kind of the way I am." And she was like, "But couples, when they wake, when they wake up in the morning, they hug. You know, they they touch, they embrace, they show a bit of love. Maybe you could be." The guy that does that, and Curtis, without missing a beat, said something like, yeah, or maybe I'm just the guy that likes to get up and make coffee for everyone so I know that they're ready for the day. You know, that was such a weird thing to say. The girl, she just wanted to be like, she just wanted him to say, listen, I, I care about you. And he should have then in that moment went, yeah, I care about you. Arms around her and just gone, don't worry about it. I nearly went, don't worry about it, baby, like I'm some kind of rapper. But he should have just done that. But he went, nah, I want to be the guy that makes coffee for people. So they're ready for the day. And hey, I respect that. So Orlando likes to be ready for the day. Then what Orlando does is checks on his daughter, who's usually up and cooing in her cot. His fiance, Katie Perry, um, needs to sleep. So I let her try to have a lie in. Um, his daughter's called Daisy. She's a very happy baby. He says, I'll kiss her and spend some time connecting. So at this point, usually he gets up, he goes in, his baby's just lying peacefully in bed, cooing, just going, ooh, ooh, like a fucking pigeon from all assumption. But with, with me, what I do, I probably wake, not a half sex, I don't wake up and check the readiness for day. My eyes open, I go, fuck's sake, I've survived the night. Look at my clock, probably between four and five, because that's the time that my youngest likes to wake up these days. So I wake up about four, four and five in the morning to hear my six-month-old daughter screaming, not cooing, fucking screaming like a goat that's been caught in a fence. She's lying there, and I'm going, what? And then my first motion isn't to go in and connect with her. My first motion is to reach over and feel my wife's pulse, because surely she's fucking heard this noise. And we'll be getting up and going in with her instead of me, but no, just me. So I hear this noise like a screaming go- like a goat, and I think to myself, right, I need to go to the toilet because obviously I need a bit of me time before the day starts because that's my readiness for the day. A little bit of breathe in a fresh air, blow out below, that's what we do. So I go there, I sit in the toilet for about two minutes on this occasion. I probably just do a pee. I put my hands on my, I put my knees on my, <laughs> on my hands on my knees, my elbows on my knees, my hands on my head and I just do a little, I don't cry. I don't cry. That's fucking exaggerate. Like, I don't cry. I do rub my eyes. I try to get sleep out of my eyes. I, I sort of intimate like I cry a little bit. And then I just sort of try to get myself off the toilet and go. I psych myself up because I can still hear the screaming. But at this point, I'm like, right, this entangled Ibex needs your daddy. So I get up, I go into her, I lift her, and she just screams in my face full volume and then I get nervous I get anxiety because I'm like oh fuck she's gonna wake three-year-old and then if she wakes up it's a whole different kettle of fish and then if this is this is like the next level you get the bad guys my, my, my six month old's the bad guy my um three-year-old is like the like the the, the demi boss she's not the full boss she's not the boss of the game she's like the boss at the end of the level you face her then you get the ultimate boss, the final boss, my wife. You don't want her woken up at four or five in the morning. No. Otherwise, day's fucked. Life's fucked, weekend's fucked, it's all fucked. So let's see, he goes and connects with his child. I just basically go to mind, shut the fuck up, shut the fuck up, don't fuck up, kick everyone. Shh. So Orlando does some connecting. 
he does some eye gazing with her, sings some songs. Daddy loves his Daisy Dove, so she knows who Daddy is. I mean, you know, baby's probably going to be aware of this fucking weird freak guy that's in cooing at her and staring in her eyes every fucking morning. A little bit weird. Oh, wow. So, um, he said it's amazing to be a father again. There's a uh, little less anxiety this time and more presence. I'm a Capricorn, so I crave routine. I mean, do you believe in star signs, Ben? No. No, you know what I think of star signs? Ooh, wank. So, he believes this and that's good. Bit of routine. So then once he gets gets into that and, and he sees his daughter, you know what he does after that stage? He chants for 20 minutes every day. Religiously. I've had a Buddhist practice since I was 16, so that's infiltrated his whole being. I read a bit of Buddhism, then I'll type it up and add it to my Instagram stories. Um, other than that, I don't look at my phone yet. So this is all about half six in the morning he does this shit. Then he likes to earn his breakfast. He doesn't just eat his breakfast, he earns it. So he has himself uh, some green powders that I mix with brain octane oil, collagen powder from my hair and nails, and some protein. It's quite LA, really. And by LA, means a total pile of wank. He says, it's it's very wank what I do. I'm a total tosser. Now, that's what I do. I like to earn my breakfast. You know what? I'm entitled. I don't feel like I have to earn my breakfast. I feel like I fucking have earned it. So what I do then, where he has all these fucking magic potions and oils, I'll maybe have a handful of grapes and a piece of cheese and I'll start my day at four in the morning. You know, I'll get up. I'll do that. Fuck, I mean, there's grease in it, so it must be good for your hair. And nails. Then what he does is goes for a hike and listens to some Nirvana or Stone Temple Pilots. And then by 9am, it's breakfast. By my breakfast, what I eat these days, usually on Slimming World, is like either a yogurt and a banana or some bacon medallions and some eggs, some spaghetti hoops or some shit. You know, that's very LA, isn't it? Nah, it's not really. It's very Sandy Rowe. Um, but what he has is porridge, a little hazelnut milk, Cinnamon, vanilla paste, hazelnuts, goji berries and vegan protein powder and a cup of PG tips. He's 90% plant-based now so only eats a real good piece of red meat once a month. So I mean basically like he'll, he'll, he'll be cold turkey but then he'll just see a fucking, a big fucking tomahawk steak and it's right in his mouth. He's, you know like, like Jim Wells when he sees something else that goes in his mouth, you know, he just absolutely loves it. Um. So yeah. I would read more, but I'm just getting, oh, in fact, no, I'm, I'm going to read more. I was going to stop. I was going to go, this is boring, but I've just seen some more stuff. So after this, um, he basically gets rid of his son. He's got a daughter. She's the one that he coos at and fucking looks in her eyes. Then the son is from a previous relationship, so the son has, like, breakfast with him, which I assume is, like, fucking goji paste and all that shite. And then he goes to his ma's, probably has Cocoa Pops. Probably like, same fucking dad, he's a fucking ponce, like, he's going to be this shite. And then he goes to his mum, so... Um, after all that, what uh, Orlando does is has a shower and gets dressed, and he likes to make an effort. No tracksuit bottoms. Hey, fuck you, Orlando. Hey, have some of that, you dick. Um, so after that, he's doing a bit of work, and this is fair. You like a bit of work. You like a bit of motivation. That's fine. So he's working for um, Amazon at the minute, um, doing doing lots of, of oh, not not deliveries. I mean, you, you're going to think, hey, Orlando, he's not acting much. He's doing deliveries. And now he's not wearing tracksuit because he's wearing an Amazon delivery suit. Ben, if you drop that again, you're fired. Um, so what he's doing is he spends, his, he spends a lot of his time dreaming about roles for myself and others. You know who the others are? What are you giggling at? <laughs> yeah, he, he has said this in an article. And I think this is genuine. He has said, 
I spend a lot of my time dreaming about roles for myself and others, for minorities and women. Uh, <laughs> fucking poke. I mean... He's killed her, I think that's what's happened. He's murdered her. He's like, she needs her sleep. She's lying there in bed like Norma Bates. And he's like, <laughs> just killed her. I mean, you know, she actually probably... You know, we'll kill plenty of people. I supported Biden, but we'll not go there. Um, so, yeah, he's dreaming up roles for minorities and women. Now, what I would like would be if he was actually dreaming up roles of himself as minorities or women. Like, that would be something I'd like to see. Um, he's trying to be a uh, There's more quotes. I'm trying to be a voice for everyone. I had this remarkable opening chapter to my career for which I was only semi-present, which to me means drugs. A lot of drugs. Um, without my Buddhist practice, I could have easily come off the rails. I've been changing the narrative in my head, and I feel like I can be the driver of my train. I can set it alight, but I can get the fire crew to put it out. As a Brit and a parent living in America without this election cycle, I was very challenged. The news is no longer salacious, but there's lots of work to be done. I'm super proud of my girl, Katy Perry. I mean, here's the thing, right? He's trying to be very, like, he's dreaming of roles for minorities and women's. Then he's basically like, yo, my bitch Katy, my girl, you know, I own her. I, like, he's trying to be this open-minded guy, and he's like, my fucking possession, my possession. Not just Katy. We would have got the gist. Kitty, I was proud of Kitty. My girl. He's a fucking... Yeah, so about the, her being at Joe Biden's inauguration and obviously celebrating firework and spinning around, pointing to the sky when the fireworks are going off, which is quite funny because that is exactly parallel with what it was like in reverse when Joe Biden was just fucking droning all the Syrians, not giving a fuck, straight in there. 78 or 79, boom, Bye. So he's proud of that. So after that, um, lunch, believe it or not, mostly plant-based again. Vegetables are a stew. I cook at times, but otherwise there's a team of people. I mean, the guy, he's just one of us. You know, He's just one of us. Usually there's a team of people. Ironically, it's the wee Japanese guy that lives in his toilet, comes out and cooks as well, hopefully washes his hands correctly before that. Then he'll have a Zoom call and read scripts. During COVID, I started building Lego again. I mean, I love that flip. Um, and I dip in and out while I work. I mostly build cars and find a methodical nature of creating little things makes me feel like I'm achieving something else. So what did you do with your day? Like, imagine Katy Perry comes in from, from a day just being Katy Perry. I know what she does during COVID. Comes in the house and is like, yo, Orlando, what'd you get up to today? And he's like, well, I imagined a woman, like, being... I, I imagined a woman getting the Best Actor Award at uh, the Oscars. I imagined I, I, I imagined the Japanese slaves who live in the toilets cleaning bums, they got freed. I was, in my mind, the Abraham Lincoln of the Japanese toilet people. I imagined I was the Abraham Lincoln of the Japanese toilet people. They were freed, and it was amazing. She's like, D did you manifest this? Or was just, no, I just thought about it. It's not going to happen, obviously. It's bullshit. So then what was the actual real thing you achieved in your day, Orlando? He's like, oh, I built this fucking fire engine out of Legos. <laughs> like, okay. Um, but then, oh, I mean, the wording of this just gets better and better. So he builds a couple of Legos. He built a few Legos, mate. Oh, so he builds a few Legos. And... Uh, 
and then and this is this is this is actually a, this is a quote. Okay, he finishes his Legos, and then he says, "I feel like I'm achieving something else." <laughs> and then he goes, <laughs> "It's like fucking Ron Burgundy." Hold on, and he goes. Then I'll do some heavy weights for an hour or something to exhaust me. <laughs> so he's sitting there with these three legs. And he's like, oh, for a full hour? Like an hour of heavy weights until he's exhausted. So then what happens? <laughs> Katy Perry just finds him in the gym. And carries him to bed. She's like, you really are fuck with all this fucking shit you've done all day you've just gone done some RDLs and deadlifts and you're like fucked for bed so he's exhausted and, he, and now everything he's done in this day so far has been him he's like I eat my vegetables I drink my protein I look after my hair and nails I play with my Legos I imagine a better world for black people and women and then at the very tail end after he's exhausted from doing an hour of heavyweights he goes we put the baby to bed, which means he just lies there, flabbergasted, and Katy Perry then puts their baby to bed. Um, and then after the baby's in bed, it's dinner time. And believe it or not, he doesn't say what he has for dinner. I'm guessing probably more vegetables. Then he'll watch a movie or a documentary for work. I aim to get to bed by 11. If I get eight hours sleep, I'm happy. And so is my sleep tracker. <laughs> which, believe it or not, he gets on like the sleep trackers, like a Fitbit or a watch or something. It's actually... Another Japanese man that sits with a clock in his room and just times him. Just, you know, every time it goes a full minute, he takes a wee clock. Um, and he likes to finish off with a wee bit of advice for people to enjoy. He says, time is so precious. I was always giving my time to other people before. Now I have space to dream for myself. Orlando Bloom, what a guy. Now... What I would like to find out would be like that was just entirely banter for him and he was so fucking bored during COVID that he was like, here, what and he'd be like, listen, I do all this shit, you know. Now I have space to dream, you know. What a guy. What do you make of that, Ben? As as a, did, Have you heard of this story before? Did you see this before? No, but he basically links his chat upstairs out for a while. Yeah. And that's what he does. Yeah. Yeah. So he wakes it up, he gazes in its eyes and coos at it. <laughs> fucks it in bed goes and eats weird shit dreams about minorities and women and then exhausts himself in the gym he's, I mean what I what I have ascertained from that is that Orlando Bloom needs to go to therapy I think Covid's fucked him you know get yourself you need to go get on a horse and go to Middle Earth or get on the phone to Johnny Depp and just pretend you're a pirate again because your your bonds is gone. Your brain's fried. You fry the goose. Your head's in the shed. And listen, I don't know. And I don't know what. Like I mean, Katy Perry, she may be, like she may be is just attracted to weird guys because she went to Russell Brand for a while. And he's another one of those kind of weird. I bet you he's a similar day to that. Except imagine he would every single time he would do like one of the chores. I imagine he would probably have sex with someone and that's what I would say the difference to that would be whereas Orlando all day is just pumping heavy weights and did you see the time that he went on a on like a surfboard with Katy Perry yep. did you why was he naked you know she's just there in a bikini on a surfboard Orlando Bloom's there with a paddle in one hand and then a wee thing that steers the 
there's the surfboard in another because he had a large Sammy McElroy on him and by that I mean half wrecked penis on a surfboard and I mean at the time I thought that's really odd behaviour see reading that article makes a lot of sense mm. speaking of weird guys actually just to segue off Orlando Bloom to last week's uh, chat Jim Wells still blocked on his Twitter I don't know what's been going on there um, I actually found out from a source that will remain unnamed that apparently Jim Wells was going around on Twitter blocking accounts that he thought was of gay people. <laughs> so, I mean, he's maybe come across my account, Urs at the Actress of the Bishop, and seen that I was wearing a peach hooded top and went, nah, gay, blocked. Either that, or it's been my complete uh, regular references to him in any sort of hateful manner. But listen, what I want to say is if anyone's out there, maybe you're Jim Wells' like, girlfriend or something, or like mate. I mean, that's one thing I don't think a lot of people would come out as is, is a mate of Jim Wells. Imagine you're like, oh, fuck, Dave, shut up, he's my mate. You know, if you're a mate with Jim Wells... Let me know. I'd love to get him on the podcast to chat. You know, we could do a Zoom. I could ring him. Um, he could come here in person, except I wouldn't want him to know where the studio is because, you know, that might be maybe a bit awkward. So um, I don't know what the deal is. Well, if you, ben, as producer of the show, have you got to the bottom as, as to why Jim Wells might have blocked me? No. No. I just think he thinks I'm gay. You know, and I mean... I don't want to say Jim Well doesn't like gay people, but if he's going around blocking gay guys, you know, I can speak on behalf of, of gay guys now that, you know, Jim, unblock, get hope in your heart, forgive, and we'll move on. <clears throat> but we'll keep updating this every week until we get to the bottom of why I'm actually blocked by Jim Wells. I mean, it's enjoyable, but also really strange. I didn't know he, he knew I existed in any way, but he does, clearly. And it's pretty enjoyable. Speaking of pretty enjoyable, again, last week we put a wee post up about Ulster Hall. Tickets are selling really nicely. Still, one week later, we've shifted more. So if you want to come to my Ulster Hall show, get your tickets, go to my social media. Um, you get the link there. It's on all of my bios and whatever else. Get them via Ticketmaster or the Ulster Hall website. Um, we're selling well. I'm doing actually going to Ulster Hall next week to do like a wee bit of promo for it so i'll get a video together get that out hopefully it'll be fun and help promote the show pillow talk which um i feel like it's going to be my best show to date in terms of like the material that i've been writing and stuff it's fun and um, i think it's really good i'm excited to do it so hopefully if you haven't already you get tickets now i know a lot of people are a little bit um trepidatious about returning to gigs and buying tickets whether it'll be cancelled whatever the good news is if the gig, for whatever reason, is maybe capped or if it is um, put back, or you can get your money back if you want the refund. Just get a full refund. Or if you want to go, you can just switch the dates. It's all gravy. Don't worry about it. But get yourself over there. Get tickets to my show, Pillow Talk, at the Ulster Hall. Follow my links in my bios, whatever. Or just go to the uh, Waterfront Ulster Hall websites or Ticketmaster and get your tickets there. We tried this last week. We'll see you again. Ben, have you got your tickets yet? Lie. 
lie for the sake of the promo of the show. Whenever I say, if you got your tickets, I want you to go, yes, daddy. Have you got your tickets yet? Oh, yes, you weren't enthusiastic there. I want you to be as enthusiastic as Jim Wells. Come on, have you got your tickets yet? Yes, Daddy. Oh, yeah, if you'd said no, Daddy, it would have smacked your bum bum. Um, so, yeah, that's going well. What else do we talk about? Patreon. Um, the Patreon is... This week's Patreon episode, by the way, got pretty wild. I got naked in the middle of the episode. I don't know why, because I was wearing I was wearing the gay hoodie that Jim Wells blocked me for wearing, but I had no T-shirt underneath, which, to be fair, made it even gayer. And I just went, you know what? I'm not going to be held back by a hooded top. A bit of zip and fabric's not going to stop me. I just took it off. And a lot of people have been getting in touch saying they enjoyed that. Not the content of the episode, the content of my skin. And hey, guys... We're all friends here, so if you want to check that out, get over to Patreon. As well as that, we have the weekly episode of The Serial Killing, a true crime slash comedy podcast. We have had lots of fun guests on. I'm recording a couple more episodes this week. Once we finish the 12 episodes, we're going to do something fun, and then we're going to take a wee break from Serial Killing It, and then we'll come back with some more content. So there will not be a break in content, per se. Is that right, Ben? We're just going to try to fill the void of the... Serial Killing Podcast with a little something else. And then uh, we'll keep that up. But again, feeling that, we have a weekly episode um, bonus podcast, which is now on the 57 episodes. So if you sign up for the Patreon, you're getting at least 57 bonus podcasts, plus the other 12 Serial Killing Podcasts, which will be there in a matter of weeks, because we've got like eight up. It'll be this Friday. So four more to go. And it's just all there for you. And then if you want to be a higher tier, you get more stuff, which we're going to be... Um, we're going to be putting together soon, so I think I'll probably do a, a promo video for Ulster Hall, which will be like a short wee ad, and I think I'll do like a behind the scenes, genuine sort of piece for the Patreon as well, so you can get over that, enjoy that, um, and yes, we're going to say too that the studio that we record in, uh, here, the space, the Sly Guy Towers, if you will, we are taking soul um, ownership of that moving forward so we had shared it before and now we're going to be taking on the full lease of that so obviously anything we get on Patreon comes back into the podcast obviously this recording equipment, the stuff that we do it all goes back into the podcast I'm not just out, you know, popping bottles in the ice or whatever the, the cool kids say, And it, but he might be I don't know what he's doing with his cut but he, he could be for all we know, but I'm not, I'm putting back into the podcast so again just so you know if you're supporting the patreon you're supporting the podcast and we can hopefully grow again ben has said that now we've got the space to ourselves he's going to look at the background and maybe try something a little bit different maybe get some lights on who knows what do you see being there ben and don't say glory hole because i know that's what you've been we've been pitching for is a glory hole in here and i said no but have a rethink come back to me and um, we'll be good. And the podcast is always brought to you by Manscaped. Speaking of glory holes, if you're ever going to go to glory holes, you'll need to use these products because they make your pubes disappear. This is like a magic pube wand. You know, if you want to be like fucking David Copperfield or, you know, David Copperfield when you get this off, um, you can use Manscaped's products. And Manscaped are, have released the Perfect Package 3.0, which is all the right tools for the job. As I said before, if the job is shaving your balls and cock, because, I mean, if the job that you wanted to do was some sort of, like, if you were a pediatric doctor, it would be weird for you to just come in to do your job with a pubic hair shaver. You know, it'd be very inappropriate as well as strange. But listen, that's what they have. They are masters of pubic 
maintenance. Uh, the lawnmower 3.0 is waterproof and skin safe. This trimmer helps to reduce nicks to your two best friends. Now, what happened um, was uh, my wife wanted to borrow my Manscaped uh, lawnmower 3.0, and she came out to me and was like, see that lawnmower you say doesn't hurt? It's really sore. I used it, and it nagged me, it cut me, and then I went, that shouldn't happen. Then she went into the, the bathroom, opened the drawer, and turns out she was just using a regular razor with no skin-safe technology, no ceramic blade. And I say regular razor, it was just a Gillette Bic. You know, it was like that sort of, no no, no protection. She just basically cut herself um, a pastrami slice because she didn't use this lawnmower 3.0. But listen, they've got all the gear. You've got your ball toner, your ball deodorant, your fucking new body spray, by the way, which smells like the stuff that goes in your balls. So if you want to smell as good as your balls, get this new cologne as well and if you want to get 20% off and free shipping just use the code SLYGUY at the checkout in Manscaped, all caps SLYGUY easy to do, now we know there are plenty of other sponsorships that Manscaped have as well but if you want to support the good guys out there, the guys that are you know, trying to to get by, the sort of the local businesses, support the SLYGUY podcast by using Sly Guy at the checkout. And as usual, the Sly Guy podcast is brought to you by Modest Beer. If you don't know already by now, Modest are the shit. They make delicious brewed beers for all palates. They cover it all. They've got IPAs. They've got stouts. They've got other ones as well, which taste really good. And they're all brewed here and canned in Hollywood County Down. And we all know, we said it before, Modest are on a journey with one goal in mind. It's to improve an already brilliant local craft beer scene. Not to revolutionise it. They're not going to be these wankers like, we're going to change the... No, they just want to make it better. If you want to check out more, check out them on social media across all platforms at Modest Beer or go to their website, www.modestbeer.co.uk for more. Okay? Ben, how long have I been talking for? You didn't seem too sure. Because we had that big bell at the beginning. Talk. I mean, I think that's an entire gist of what the entire podcast is, just me talking. Anyway, listeners' questions. Owen Kelly has said, Hola, Davey, not so much a question, just a comment. Oh, no. I saw the thumbnail of you on the Patreon podcast. Talk about Trap City. Stay hench. Listen. I've been lifting weights, much like Orlando Bloom. I've been taking myself into my garage for an hour at a time, just doing shoulders for the last wee while. So yeah, my shoulders look pretty ripped in that. I mean, I didn't think that was going to happen on the Patreon podcast. I was trying to keep everything under wraps until a grand reveal, which would be a full naked um, experience for the patrons uh, at the end of my diet and training. But, you know, unfortunately I lost a run on myself. I got excited. I had a few um, Percy Pigs during the day. My sugar levels were high. And I took my jacket off. I'm sorry. But I'm glad you appreciated the physique going as I'm sure a bodybuilding fan, one bodybuilding fan to another. Thank you. Um Nomi has come back again this week with um more quality. Um she's sent this she's just used a term, I don't know what this is about yet. She said people who use the term sex capades need through in the bin with the sea swimmers. Now, I don't imagine I, I know uh, escapades is what I think that's supposed to be, but uh, does S rhyme with sex? I don't think so. Let's see the story to see um, what, oh no, it, it is about. Uh, obviously, 
it's on the Daily Mail, so there are ads. Fuck off, Daily Mail. Um, Angry Neighbours. Angry Neighbours sends a very graphic letter to unit residents. I mean, I don't know if that's just really jack guys or just, like, I'd say apartment residents, not unit. Um, demanding they stop noisy late-night sexcapades, finishing with a bizarre plea for understanding. Oh, terrific. Um, fed up. A sleep-deprived resident, dubbed Karen, shocking, um, has left a furious letter to her new neighbours demanding they keep it down when getting intimate. Oh, yes. Now, here's the letter. I mean, 2nd of March 2021, so this is pretty uh, pretty new shit. Dear noisy neighbours, to all the new neighbours who have moved in located at the back of the units right above the laundry and closet to the car park slash clothesline, too much detail, simply just say to the new neighbours that moved in, to the new neighbours that moved in that are living perpendicular to the back ice machines just above the drinks machines and also the dispensers of potato cheese and onion crisps only cheese and onion not vinegar at all also slightly above where the cars park especially the electric cars because there's an electric carport just there to the left of the bins only the recycling bins not the regular waste bins because that would be stupid the compost is entirely a different part of the unit than the front part of the building which is difficult at the best of times whenever you're trying to separate your trash you have a bit of a long walk whenever you're bringing you know your your old food waste around to the compost bin when you just want to put your old milk bottles into a bin and then also maybe just a dirty tissue where you're blowing your nose into the other bin but we're sort of splitting hairs here but those guys that have moved there they're perpendicular to their main part of the units at the south side facing wall of the apartments please be aware i'm talking to you okay um just literally say new neighbors um your walls are paper thin, all in capitals, means business. Apart from your noisy daily life and chats slash music at the door of your bedroom, dot, 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 oh no, you know it's trouble when there's a triple dots. We were woken up this morning at around 12.30am, mortified, drifting from what we thought is a nightmare into reality by the sounds of, and it's bl- bl- blurred out here. Can we get, can we, is there, can you find out what that is? Is, is it in the original? I'm going to have to get this. Naomi sent us a link. It doesn't work. Naomi, you're sacked. Um, but I need to see this to the loud sound of... Is this going to be blurred out here too, Ben? What do you reckon? I hope not. I want to say. I want to say. I want to fucking say. Um, go to page. Oh, no, it is. Blurred out in that as well. To the loud sounds of da-da-da-da. We'll never find out. Have you got it? Okay, yes, we're going to find out. This is what you come to this podcast for. I said it before, news, exciting, breaking stories. This is what you're getting right here. (laughs) Here we go. Ben has sent me. Where'd you get that, Ben? This is why you're a great producer. Here we go. To the loud. (laughs) I mean, it's worth it. Mortified drifting from what we thought was a nightmare into reality with the sounds of doggy style body clapping sounding sex with loud moaning and groaning. Wow. What a position that is. They were at it last night with the bloody doggy style body clapping sounding sex. Not just the regular, ooh, how's your father sex, but the bloody doggy style body clapping type, which you know fine well is this sound. And now it's slightly different because that's just hands clapping. So that would indicate that it's just, you know, body on body. But you've got the wee bit of as well, the ball swinging too. So that's exciting as well. Um, uh, this is it's even better and better. What a letter. Um, to your doggy style body clapping, sounding sex with loud moaning and groaning. You're showing very little respect to the people that live around you who have kids that are traumatized by the noises. 
I mean, if you're if I'm a parent and hear that, what what would you say? You'd be like, oh, don't worry. I would be like, don't worry about that. It's the wind. And then you'd be like, can the wind talk, Daddy? I mean, no, you can't. It goes, fucking stick that in your mouth. Oh, Shh. the wind's very noisy tonight. <laughs> it's blowing a gale. You know, if that's the guy's name. Um, your sexcapade <laughs> was then followed by laughing and chat. Listen, yes, if you have a good bit of bucking, a bit of a laugh's always pleasant, isn't it? You followed by laughing and chatting until the early morning hours. We can actually hear every word you say. Can you please keep it down? Now, this lady means business now. And all capitals, please, please, please close your windows when you're having sex because it is not, all caps, sexy at all. Is it? I don't know why she would want it to be. If this happens again, we will call for noise control and we'll name and shame your address in the Paddington Milton Facebook news group. I mean, prison's bad enough, the police are bad enough, but if you get shamed in the Paddington and Milton Facebook news group, you got to leave town. That's worth them being put out in the paramilitaries right there. Um, people also note that when you can have the door open to your bedroom, the people using the pathway can see everything in the shower. Like the previous neighbours learned the embarrassing way. So this guy's like listening. He's a voyeur by all sounds of things. <clears throat> oh, wow. <laughs> Hold on. Um, like the previous neighbours learned the embarrassing way. There are recovering sex and porn addicts living in the flats next to you who'd appreciate you keep any nudity and sexcapades private like normal respectful people do. Thanks in advance. Your sex-deprived neighbours, I think, would be P.S. Also, porn-addicted sex freak neighbours. And um, that is a great story. Um, I think sexcapades. I, I'm now on board with sexcapades. I know Naomi said that people should go into the sea with the the sea swimmers of sex. I think what we need to do is start embracing sexcapades. You know, um, Ben, have you? Would you be keen on exploring the the world of sexcapades? I could maybe be a Patreon content we could do. You know, we'll find out what sex capades people get up to um, in Northern Ireland. Um, Andy Lee said, Hey Dave, podcast question for you. With the centenary of our wee country coming up, how surprised are you that there's infighting over how to commemorate that between our politicians? I mean, am I surprised? Mm. No, our politicians are so forward-thinking and um, so collaborative normally that I actually am startled to hear that there's a problem celebrating the centenary of Northern Ireland. Also, what are your favourite crisps, both for uh, out-of-the-bag snacking and in a sandwich? Well, potato, cheese and onion have to go into the sandwich, I think. If you're eating out of the bag, I quite like those hunky-dories, the buffalo flavour. Like, I've never licked the buffalo before, so I don't know if they're authentic, but I do like the flavour. Um, Jamie Lee McAllister said, Hey Dave, apparently people think it's okay to bedazzle their dog's ball bags with um with gl- which glitter is some or no with glitter. Is this something you would consider doing on your next pooch? And um, Ben, can you get that photo up please for people of just the dog's ball bags dipped in glitter? I think some people need help. I think some people need sectioned. I think some people need put away for um their own health and safety or the health and safety of their pets. But what you might find startling, I actually heard that people do put glitter on their dog's testicles, and it's actually done by little Japanese men who have um, glitter pens. It's not just, you know, regular glitter. It's glitter pens, and they slide out when the dogs are asleep out of the walls and just paint their um, 
they're they're private parts. I was going to say, I mean, it's entirely racist to me to say so. I was going to say they're like the Viet Cong, but that's Vietnam, not Japanese. So I was going to make the reference and call them the Viet Dong because they come in and paint your dick when you're asleep. Again, racist. Apologies. I know the difference between Vietnam and Japan. I'm sorry. Um, but would I do that to my dog? No, but I would. Um, I mean, I always believe do unto others as you do unto yourself. So on May first dip my own ball bag in Pritt stick and then just drag it across some glitter and see how that looks. And, you know, maybe if you want to see that, you can get on to the get onto the Patreon and Ben and I can add that to our sex capades adventure. Um, Daniel McTurnan has said, worst fart you've done this week. Now, I don't want to say this week. I want to go back a week and say that the worst fart I did last week was whenever I was doing the radio show, I thought I did a fart and I thought I followed through and it's on camera and I don't know if it's been found by the producer but it was like this, I was smiling like this and then I went, I did a, did a wee sneaky fart and I was like, you know that moment of, have I, as a 34 year old adult man, just shit myself? Thankfully I didn't but it was just before the news so I did go and check. Didn't sit in the toilet too long and I got pins and needles but that's, that's neither here nor there. Um, speaking of which, by the way, have I spoken about the 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 re of lockdown at all? No, I, I meant to speak about it, but I haven't because well, we were talking about pins and needles, and we were talking about Orlando Bloom's day. I mean, which is much more important. But um, we did a version of the re of lockdown on TV on St Patrick's night, and it was for a, first of all a lot of fun to to film. It was a lot of fun to do. It was a lot of fun to be part of. Obviously, when we do the show on radio, we love it. And we were approached and asked, would we do it on TV? Initially, we thought it was banter. We were like, obviously, they're joking. Serious. And once the ideas kind of worked and we figured out a way to do it, we were all for it and we thought it was a load of fun. So, yeah, thanks to everybody that watched and thanks to everybody who spread the word of it. It seems to have been received really well. Um, everyone we worked with on the shoot were great. The production team, the cameramen, the sound guys, the producers. It was just brilliant. And um, thanks to everyone that enjoyed it. And hopefully there will be more. Although there's only two weeks left of the radio show, then it's done. I don't know what's going to happen after that. We'll have to, you know, cross that bridge when we get to it. Um, Phil says, Bon dia, Chico. Elon Musk recently changed the job title of Tesla to King or Techno King. <laughs> I mean, that's could be a DJ name I could use. If you that's the worst banter ever, apologies. If you could give yourself a title, what would it be? Other than the King of the Mountain or Mr. Vistanova, of course. Well, I am the physique guy, the King of the Mountain, I'm Mr. Vistanova. I am uh, any other nicknames spring to mind, Ben? No. Papa Bear, I get quite a bit. But if I were to give myself a title, what would it be? I would say Hmm. Northern Ireland's greatest solo podcaster. Boom. Have that. Also, maybe the guy with the longer balls than penis, but the, we'll go into that later. Talal Jomar said, any plans to host a rave tune night with Shane when it's possible? Um, I don't know. I don't know whether that's something we can do or not. Um, but put it like this. There's been a lockdown for over a year. I, at this point, will do quite a lot of anything for money so if the offer comes probably and the last question to finish the show because ben the producer just very very unprofessionally yawned in my face and that yawns are what's the word they are what's what is the word i'm looking for infectious so when you see someone yawn you yawn yourself so if i see you yawn i'm going to yawn then the listeners are going to yawn then they're going to go i'm not actually going to go on to dave's um 
rate and review site on Apple Podcasts, which we need to do, get in the fucking rate and review. Ben, fuck the subscribe button. This is what we said a few weeks ago. Fuck the subscribe button on YouTube and, and just get the videos. If you listen to the podcast on YouTube, subscribe because I know how many people are viewing on YouTube and there's more people that watch than there are subscribed to my channel. So hit subscribe and don't be a wee fucking dick. And he said something very bad there, which would have had to be edited. And people don't need that, all right? Um, last question is from Marty Cummings. He said, if a toy company were to make you into an action figure, what three items would be your accessories? It's a very good question. If I was being made, I would like to be made into a podcast action figure. So obviously I'd need a microphone, a computer, and a, and a dick and ball shaver, you know, that doubles up as a anal probe. Um, I mean, I'm going to say... Manscaped haven't asked me to say this, but I'm going to say it. I think there are people out there that have put the lawnmower 3.0 into their anus. Would you think that's factually accurate, Ben? I don't think so. You don't think across the whole world there's not a single person that's gone and popped this up their ass? Maybe at least one. I think people are doing it. I think, hey, there's, de- <laughs> there's de- definitely at least one person has done this. And I think they have for a fact. Cheltenham week has just passed. The bets are off, but hey, I can tell you for a fact, there's at least one fella not too far from here. It's had this exact one up their a-hole. Yeah, but I mean, feeling that, what else would I have as an accessory? Um, mm, I would like my dog, when I get my dog in a few weeks, is due. The dog's been born. It's there. It's alive so far. And that would be one. I like grapes. I don't know if you ever see this in the podcast. This is going to be a, a break in the, the, the fourth wall. But hey, listen. Dice with some grapes with them. So have them. And then, unfortunately, my <coughs> double-ended mechanical dildo is just too far out of reach. But I'd have one of them. So grapes, a dildo, and a razor with actual, with my actual pubes on it. Um. So there we are, guys. Thanks very much for tuning in to another informative and interesting episode of the Sly Guy Podcast. Hopefully, you have left this episode um, more enlightened than you began it. And if you would, would please um, rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. It means a lot. Share it if you listen. If you're listening to your podcast, screenshot it. Stick in your Insta stories. Tag me so people know what's going on. Um, if you haven't got over to Patreon, go and check that bonus content out. Ben and I are actually having a business meeting right now after this podcast finishes to make a couple of plans here. It's not going to be long because he keeps yawning and doing this at me, which is so fucking inappropriate. But anyway, guys, thank you very much and I will see you next week. Take care. I'm the slack guy.